Today is January 8th, 2007, and this is the Privacy Podcast. I'm Aaron Titus, podcasting sort of live from my closet. Email me with privacy questions or comments, privacy at AaronTitus.net. Today is show number 10, Wireless Medical ID Theft. Identity thieves use many tactics to gather sensitive personal information. Some raid your mailbox. Others dumpster dive for sensitive information you may have thrown away. But now a more sophisticated identity thief might choose to cruise medical park parking lots with a laptop. I spent part of my Christmas break taking care of a friend at Sibley Hospital in Washington, D.C. During the long hours of sitting in the hospital and doctor's offices, I tried to keep myself productive with my laptop which proved surprisingly difficult without Internet access. I scanned the sixth floor of the hospital and found 13 wireless networks, all of which were private and inaccessible. I guess that was understandable, but it was bad news for my productivity. Eventually, I had to trek down to the cafeteria to use the public wireless connection there. Lots of businesses have begun to recognize the increasing dependence their customers have on Internet connectivity. Consequently, they, along with local governments and even hospitals and doctor's offices, now offer hotspots, or areas of free Internet access, to their patrons. Complementary Internet access has become an expectation in many places. Down in the cafeteria, I began to wonder if all medical facilities were as careful as Sibley Hospital about securing their wireless networks. After all, any time you mix open wireless networks with medical information, you run the risk of exposing confidential information protected by HIPAA and Privacy Acts. So, I decided to perform a survey of 76 casually selected wireless networks at hospitals and medical parks in Maryland and Washington, D.C. At the large hospitals I checked, public and private networks were carefully controlled. However, networks in smaller medical parks, whose tenants are usually independent practitioners, showed far more security defects. This trend is perhaps predictable because hospitals maintain a staff of IT professionals and have established IT procedures. But independent practitioners have small staffs and often outsource IT functions to people of varying skill. And when they outsource it to a non-professional, it can have a devastating effect on patient privacy. Take Dr. Abul Hassan Ansari's office, for example. He treats adults and young adults in his Clinton, Maryland office. While he was away on vacation last week, a member of the office staff contracted with an outside IT professional to create a wireless network. The so-called professional set up the network with no password, no encryption, and did not change any of the default router passwords. The network was available to any member of the public with a laptop. Though it may have been intended to provide complimentary access to waiting patrons, it's clear that it was not intended to allow patrons to access confidential patient information, but it didn't turn out that way. Once my laptop associated with their network, called Linksys, Windows XP automatically scanned it for shared folders and populated my network places with all of the shared folders on that network. Of course, there should be no shared folders on a public network. But unfortunately, in Dr. Ansari's case, these folders contained access databases with confidential patient information, including names, social security numbers, birth dates, and medical history for his patients. All of this information was available to anyone within 100 feet of the office who had a laptop. <laughs>
This meant that an identity thief could slowly cruise through the parking lot, grab the access databases with the patient data, and leave completely undetected without even stepping foot in the office. After making this discovery, I entered the office and showed the manager my findings. At first, she insisted that the records were not theirs. But once she inspected the records, she confirmed that they were, in fact, Dr. Ansari's patients. She insisted, however, that since they just recently established the wireless network, no unauthorized person could have accessed the information in such a short time. I don't think she appreciated the irony of her statement as she was viewing her patient data on my laptop. Does that appear to be your database? I don't think so. Here, I logged on to one of your computers. I'm actually logged on right now to one of your computers in here. Here's your printers. Uh, in this folder, for example, you have patient information. Are those your...? Yeah. Okay. All of this information is available to the public right now, including their names, social security numbers, dates of birth. I sat in my car and accessed this. Mm -hmm. It's available to anybody who comes within 50 feet of this office. Okay. Do you have any plans to let them know or to fix it or...? I'm just going to disconnect it. Once she disconnected the router, the files disappeared from my screen, and she promised to have the professional return and secure the network right away. Well, all in all, I'd say that went pretty well. And, you know, that's usually the way that security breaches happen. You get somebody who's sloppy, doesn't do a good job, and before you know it, your entire client data database with their names, social security numbers, addresses, date of birth, and all kinds of sensitive data and, and medical information is just out there in the open in the parking lot. Exactly one week later, I visited the same medical park and performed the same scan. Dr. Ansari's office had fixed their problem, <laughs> but I was dismayed to find that one of their neighbors in an adjoining building had put up their own insecure network in the intervening week. In all, I surveyed 76 medical wireless networks. Five allowed access without a password, encryption, or other security bar. Sibley Hospital, where I spent several days over the break, had at least two public wireless networks in the cafeteria, but they did not allow access to any internal network. Three others, both in medical parks, not hospitals, allowed direct access to an internal office network which contained confidential patient data. Though the percentage of insecure networks in my sample remained well below 10%, a single breach by an identity thief can cause hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage and adversely affect hundreds or even thousands of current and former patients. Despite clear regulations set forth under the authority of HIPAA, new technology poses challenges to undertrained staff. In addition, as demonstrated by this episode, there is a tendency to eliminate mistakes, i.e. turn off the router, rather than properly address the issue or notify potentially affected individuals. That policy is understandable, if regrettable, because often business owners don't feel the need to unnecessarily worry their customers by announcing potentially embarrassing security gaps when there's no hard evidence that anyone in particular accessed the sensitive data or that there was an increased risk of harm. It also regrettably creates an incentive for business owners to put their heads in the sand, so to speak, by not monitoring networks at all. After all, if you don't collect data that could demonstrate whether a breach had occurred, 
you'll never risk having to notify anyone of a breach. Well, before I go, here's this episode's privacy tip. Next time you go to the doctor's office, take your laptop and be prepared to challenge your doctor's information security procedures. And keep an eye out for anyone cruising the parking lot with a laptop. I really appreciate listener feedback. Send email to privacy at erintitus.net or leave a note online, www.erintitus.net slash privacy. You can access this podcast at erintitus.net slash privacy or on iTunes. Music today is Rainy Samba by Mr. Rebop, online at podsafeaudio.com. Transcripts from this or any other show are available upon request. Sort of live and sleep-deprived from my closet, I'm Aaron Titus. 